this is the Fearless Fathers Podcast, a podcast for you, the fathers who suffer in silence every single day. Come with us as we hit those main topics that are just burning through your soul. It's going to get uncomfortable. It's going to be fun. And together, we will become fearless. Hello, 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 our fearless family out there today. It is Thursday. It is a very special day here on the Fearless Fathers Podcast. I'm Davo. It's Thursday, but I'm not alone. Well, I'm usually not alone because it's usually interview day, but I got Ryan McDonough on the line with us here. Ryan, say what's up to the family. Fuck you. You're not getting rid of me that easily. I almost did. Yeah. <laughs> almost did. So close. <laughs> so damn close. I'm, one day I'm going to finally get rid of you. I'm uh, going to do eventually. it. Eventually. Just cut me eventually. out of everything. <laughs> the, That's the game plan. The name of the, cha- the, name of the show will just change randomly. I'm assuming you're going to be like, fathers are fearless. And like, that's the new name of the show. <laughs> but yes, if you didn't check out Monday's episode, today's a very special day here on the podcast. It is episode 50 for you guys. That's right. We've done 50 of these damn things. A lot of them talking. Well, all of them talking. Yes, but so, that's, that, that's what we do. Shut uh, up. Are, are you Are you seeing something? I'm not. Maybe. <laughs> I just spin around there's a fucking camera pointed at me from the corner of the room hello Ryan hey <laughs> what's going on I've been watching that Cheeto dust fall off oh, of your chin God. for the last 45 minutes uh, uh. watch all the chin bottles in my bar slowly empty <laughs> we're 50 episodes in we've only gotten a little bit more happier a little bit more outgoing on this show but we're still the same beautiful, lovely, organized disaster that you've known to grow in love over the last five months. <laughs> yeah, that, that absolutely describes what we are. Very good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit of a wordsmith. What can I say? <laughs> Lyrical words. Sorry. Move on. Let's I'm a poet on. of our generation. Anyway, <laughs> Ryan, take them through. What are we talking about today, brother? All right. Because the last episode we talked about some great dads through history, uh, our point was what makes the world's greatest dad? What, what, how can that be defined? And what we've decided is that it can't be defined, obviously. <laughs> so we, uh, what we're going to do today, I'm going to say what I think it is. Dave's going to say what he thinks it is. And at the end, we're going to tackle some of the stigmas of people relate to just being an extremely good father and give you just a general guideline of our thoughts on the issue. And that's going to be our big 50 surprise. Which, honestly, I like it. What do you think, Dave? I love it. It's it's stigma-based, but it's that stigma that you never really think of, right? You have the world's greatest dad t-shirts, and you're really hoping that when you find the other dad that's wearing the same one, you just want to have a cage match and just you know, brawl and see who comes out on top. Bust out the world's greatest dad switchblade. It comes <laughs> with the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he's just got an emboss leatherman case it's right next to his cell phone he clips to his belt for some reason <laughs> and it's like the old ikea like brick phone it's it's not even anything new oh it's like a flip phone yeah 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 it, straight it, up it's a motorola razor but not one of the new cool ones so what does it mean to be the world's greatest dad do you want to go first or you want me to go first how about you go first all right so for me the definition of the world's greatest dad Let's let's just start with like deconstructing that for a second. Personally, I don't think there can be one greatest dad. I think you can just be a great father. You can be a present father. 
you can be a concerned father, a disciplinarian, be kind, teach your kid good values. You can teach them that everybody in the world is equal, but at the same time that you're special and what you do matters. I think if you can convey those messages to your your son or daughter, it's really going to make all the difference in the world to helping them develop into a well-balanced adult capable of doing the same thing for their children. David. Yeah, Ryan, I agree with that. That really, really culminates what we've been talking about now for now 50 episodes, right? Right. For me, world's greatest dad really comes down to, like Ryan said, being there, knowing you're going to make mistakes, but how are you going to overcome those mistakes? How are you going to strengthen not just your own self, but teach your child in the in the process? Just an example, like we could all act in emotion at that time when emotion hits and it immediately overtakes us and, and we live in that moment, right? We right. live in that now, but it's really understanding that you can learn from that emotion. You could You could build from that emotion. You could take a step back. You could reevaluate things take the deep breaths as people say and refocus your thoughts and really go through and like ryan said i don't believe there is the world's greatest dad you know we make the jokes about it but it's really how much are you willing to give to just be a great dad what is a great dad to you and it's such an arbitrary question but it's one that needs to be answered you know, I'm going to walk that back, that statement back a little bit. Now that you've given us that wonderful, uh, emotional <laughs> statement, I don't want to be the greatest dad in the world. I would much rather be the guy that taught the greatest dad in the world how to be a father every day of the Ooh. week. I really would. Because... Not just because of the sense of pride I would get. Because I, I, you're giving the world a life. Every time you, you know, you become a parent and what is that life going to contribute to not just society, but the world as a whole, this organism we live on that requires us to be responsible and we need to be responsible for, I mean, it needs to be responsible for us as well. So how, how can I change the world through my son and also change the world through my example? I'd be much more proud if he grows up and does something that genuinely is good for humanity and this planet. I know exactly what you mean. I actually got chills when you said that. That was yeah, that's right. Man, can, Ryan I kicking it up. Not yeah. this. This makes up for the last episode. I stumbled all over my own dick the entire time. <laughs> but you're absolutely right, and I I have to really really agree with you on that one, right? Because we talk about it all the time at the beginning of this episode from postpartum depression. When we first talked about this, I don't even think we said it, but we kind of loosely said it. Like you want to give your child a better life than what you had. And we joke about living vicariously through your child and, you know, oh, they're going to be a great star. But really, you want to set them up to be the ones to excel and ultimately, hopefully change the world one way, shape or form for the better, hopefully, if that's your ultimate goal. But I, I really like that. It was good, right? It was, oh man, it was good. It was, it was, it was, it was damn good. It was wondrous. 
trademarking that right now. <laughs> All rights reserved. All rights reserved. Oh, God damn it. We did it on the podcast. You own half of it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And that's how I get my... Yeah. <laughs> that's how Davo takes over. The, the, the long con has finally come to fruition. <laughs> think we need to move on here yeah. Uh, what was it? yeah what else did we have on that docket today yeah let's talk about the stigma of being the world's greatest father or just being a great father in general the stigmas of this i, I really like this one because it's out uh, outside of what what it is we usually talk about on this show what being the world's greatest dad and how that's not sometimes not necessarily the greatest thing in the world <laughs> well that but how we're taking something that could be considered so positive but there's still such a stigma like that negativity stigma surrounding it. Right. I think I made a reference to the R2-D2 trash can in the last episode. You did. By the way, that's a real thing. Like that's that's I believe it. That's something I read on on Reddit. I think it was actually like somebody referenced it in, um, I think it was Rick and Morty. I don't know. I don't know. It was one one of those Adult Swim shows. But the point is, so this guy, you know, he built something super cool. Oh, you know what it was? I think it was an R2-D2 toilet is what it was, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was, he was trying to potty train the kid. So gotcha. So shit in R2, R2-D2's head. That's, that's great. <laughs> that was that I mean, I would. <laughs> yeah, I, you, I, you know what? Let's build one. I would totally gut check my I would totally gut check my kid if that was his just so I could do it myself. No shame. <laughs> no, no shame. No shame in Dave's game. No shame uh, in my game. But I, I guess my point is, like, yeah, he did a super incredible thing and he broke the fucking internet with his uh with his, with his creativity. But at the end of the day, like that guy still gets frustrated. That guy still gets upset. That guy still makes fucking mistakes. And, you know, the fact that, you know, he he went and did something that great doesn't mean he's going to be great tomorrow. Nobody's going to be great tomorrow. It's if it's not your day to be great. So, you can't make the assumption that every day you're going to be crushing it because you're just not Nope. If you walk into the day with the stigma as I have to do excellent today, then you're going to get completely fucked up worrying about that than actually worrying about what you need to get done on a day on a day to day basis. I guess where the stigma comes from and correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, is that. Oh, I will. Oh, I'm sure you I'm sure you're, you're just laying in wait. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to vent in and stab me. <laughs> with positivity. Yeah, with positivity. <laughs> so I, getting back to what I was saying. I think what it is, is the stigma is based around well, the negative connotation of the stigma is based around the fact that if all you do is worry about accomplishing something great in fatherhood every day, you're not going to accomplish anything great ever because the greatness comes from your organic relationship with your children, not from the actions that you do. I agree with you a thousand percent. And we talk about it all the time on the show, where it's those little steps you take today that pay the biggest dividends in the future for your child. You, you said it exactly right. I just say it in more words because I never shut the hell up. But that's exactly it. It's when you wake up in the morning and you tell yourself, I have to be the world's greatest dad. I have to be number one. I have to go out there and I just have to crush it for my child and do these big, extravagant Number one things like make an R two D two shitter fucking toilet for your for your child potty training. We're really hanging on to that. I think. Oh, I'm gonna hang on to that for the rest of my days, and I'm gonna check it out as soon as we're done here. That brings me back to childhood vacations. That that children vacation episode we did. Yeah. Where it's that fear, it's that feeling of am I doing enough? 
am I really excelling? Like, look at this guy. He made an R2-D2 toy the first kid. I could be crafty, but I'm not good like that. Or I could do that, but it, it's the imposter that plays into our head that, that tells us we're not good enough because we see other people doing it. It's those small steps we'd make, those micro goals that I like to call the micro excellence goals. Now I'm trademarking that. Screw it. I already own the company. You're done. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Is this how I'm getting fired? <laughs> All Ryan, right. I wanted to talk to you for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here's the deal. You can keep the fearless. I'll keep the fathers. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I hate you. <laughs> but it, but it goes back to that. Fucking 50, Dave. We're at 50. <laughs> Fucking 50. <laughs> Organized disaster. I love it. We nailed it. <laughs> we nailed it. But it goes back to exactly that. It goes back to that fear of, am I doing enough? If he could do this, why can't I? Or... Maybe I'm not doing enough for my kid by just being there or being present. You start playing those anxiety-ridden games in your head, and you really, really start to question yourself. I mean, I do it. I have anxiety all the time of, man, that failure word just comes to me constantly. But it's that self-realization. It's that presence. It's that being in the now that says, I am doing a damn good job as a dad. I wake up every day and my kid's smiling or they're healthy, or they have food to eat. You know, we may not go on extravagant vacations, or we may not go on vacations at all, but everything that I'm doing is for my child, which is going to pay long dividends in the long run than doing one extraordinary thing that they're going to hold on to. But it's those small memories I make today that are going to live on the longest down the road. Every opportunity is an opportunity to teach. Every opportunity is an opportunity to get a little bit better. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you're not going to take advantage of all those opportunities. You're only fucking human. Stuff's going to walk by you. And it just it's it is the way it is. And life is about absorbing as many of those opportunities as possible for you and your and your child. Oh, here's a good one for you. So I got up the other day and I'm bringing Kev downstairs. It was one of my days off. And I'm like, hey, man, what do you want for breakfast? And he's like, oh, I want a bagel. I'm like, okay, a bagel. You want some jelly on the bagel? Yeah, I want jelly. And I'm like, do you need a sippy or something? He's like, no, I already got one, but it's gross. And I spun around and I was like, what are you talking about? What he likes to do is he like he likes to, when he's done drinking them, stick them some random place. And there's still some in there. Like, it'll just sit there. <laughs> so it was, it was apple juice and water. <laughs> and... Obviously, after 24 hours, you can't drink that anymore. No. <laughs> it's hard to get moldy and shit. And I look at this disgusting. I'm like, you need to give that to me right now. Did you drink this from us already? Yeah, I did. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> So after a lovely call to the doctor, everything was fine. But the point is, the opportunity there was, I should probably fucking count those as they leave the kitchen. But I don't. <laughs> and it got right by me and I fucking, it burned me real bad. And uh, yeah, no, my, my kid's breath smelled like old apple juice for like a day. But people do that shit all the time. Mm-hmm. They do it all the time. Does that make me a bad father? No, it does not make me a bad father. It makes me a slightly unaware father. And now I will it never makes make you that. human. Yeah, it does. It absolutely makes me human. That, that, that's the best way to put it. And, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a lesson, lesson learned. I don't, I don't think Kev will be doing it anymore either, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> It's well, a lesson learned on both ends, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We both got something out of it. But you could have taken a completely different route, right? You know, this may seem extreme, 
but there's people out there that have done it. I've done stuff like this myself. You could have left that moldy apple juice water hanging out, let them drink a sip, and then you could have been like, oh, man, I can't believe I did that to my kid. I'm such a horrible father. And then you start thinking about all the other horrible things you did as a father, and you start falling into that trap of negativity. And now, man, I because I did all these small things to him, I'm a piece of shit. He's going to remember this even though he's only three, and he, he's not going to remember any of this. But now I, 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 I ruined his life, right? Right. Very extreme. But it happens. It absolutely happens. And I, I guess your point there is like, don't get hung up on the little stuff. Because that, at the right. end of the day, was extremely like, yeah, that was stupid. Minor. Yeah, but, but minor. it was minor and it was little. Right. And it wasn't that big of a deal. But people get hung up on that all the time. Like they're yep. going to totally screw up their kid for life with with stuff like that. And that is so much more detrimental than just, you know, taking a step back and being like, um, yeah, you know what? It'll be fine. We'll get them next time and we'll be good. I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story here. So for a lot of people that know me and Ryan, you might even know some of this too. I always reacted so much on emotion. And for anybody who's ever reacted on emotion, you know, that's never a good spot to go to. What happens? You let your emotions kick up. You start doing you, you start doing things that you would never expect yourself to do, like things that are just completely outside of who your character is when you're living in the present, when you're living in the now, and it becomes completely detrimental to more people around you than just yourself. Other people become affected when you live off of emotion and you live off that fear or that anxiety or that depression or insert own here, right? Right. I had I had an episode just recently, I'm still battling through my anxiety all the time through other things, medical and all that stuff. And I started having a really bad anxiety attack. And I started freaking out about a future that didn't even happen yet. An absolute future that didn't even happen. And I had my wife there and it, it was just a very stressful day for me. Everything just kind of built up and I, I lost it. And I started living in the future. I started living with my emotion. And I had to really take a step back and realize, like, I started playing the game in my head of like, okay, what's making me anxious right now? Well, it might be this. So, okay, what's my counterbalance to why I'm anxious on that? Well, I have this to counterbalance that. If it's money, oh, I have to pay a bill that's due surprisingly now. Okay, I'm so anxiety about, so anxiety ridden about it, but I have some money saved up in our savings just for this exact issue. It's stuff like that where I had to bring myself back, distract my mind, not make it busy, but make it a productive mind, not completely forget about it to where I come back and have more anxiety. But now I'm more in control of that situation than I would have been had I let that emotion and that anxiety continue to go forward. And I think that's a prime example of what we're what we're really trying to talk about there. Yep. At the end of the day, there is no exact definition to the world's no. greatest dad. The world's greatest dad, well, either hasn't appeared like the Messiah over the fucking horizon or doesn't exist. It, it, you know, it, it just, you know, that is what it is. Dave, you bring up a really good point there is you just you cannot let your emotions control your actions. And there will be times when they do. And there'll be times um, that you just then need to take a you need to walk it back a couple of steps 
and you need to, you know, be the, be the bigger man in the situation. And you need to look at yourself and just say, Hey, that wasn't good. That wasn't right. Let's get it right this time and then move on. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have those anxiety issues as well too, Dave. I get them all the time. And I constantly worry that I'm not doing the right thing. <laughs> Anxiety is a bitch. It always has been. And it always, always will be. Always will be. And will follow my ass to the grave. And, you know, there's just nothing you can do about it except for not let it destroy you. I disagree with you on a point there. Really? I do. Yeah, I, I, I feel like you could really combat the anxiety. You could really, you know, not let it destroy you like you said. But I think that you could really work it in such a way. And again, I'm no I'm no scientist or expert in this, but I really feel like taking the necessary steps and the precautions and everything involved and really working your mind. I feel like, you know, maybe it won't be gone entirely, but you'll mitigate it to a single number percentage of a fraction. You'll still have some kind of anxiety, but by you understanding that it's there and knowing when to control it is when you really, really start to defeat it. Okay, I see what you're saying. I yeah. I, I understand what you're getting at now. Um, I, I agree with that. I, I I think, you know, the anxiety will always be present in my life in some in some form. Moving along, this, it's a great example. That example you get, Dave, is a great example of the potential lesson you can learn on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, you did exactly the right thing. Yeah, you had an anxiety attack, but you moved along and now we're here talking about talk, fucking talking through it to, you know, a bunch of people, which is it, it, it's a huge step. I guess that my point is that as long as you don't make a mistake, which physically or you know mentally harms your child, it's all right to make mistakes. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's all right to learn from mistakes and it's all right to, you know, continue to grow as a human being. Cause you know, once you become a father, it doesn't mean you just, you have to know everything. You, you should be the guy. You should fucking know that shit. No, no. You, you continue to grow every fucking day. It's a message that we say in every episode and the culminating point to my argument, <laughs> which rounds out 50 episodes. Bam. I fucking did it. Take that Dave. <laughs> Is that your culminating message? That is my culminating message. So being the world's greatest dad could be, you know, getting tattoos of your kids pictures on your body or just story. It's such a great story. Maybe one will hit later on down the road or just taking those micro steps each day and just being aware self self self-awareness and self-realization. We say it all the time, taking that step to understand it and start combating it to maybe not be the world's greatest dad, but to be a damn great dad or to raise the greatest dad. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in to our second part of our greatest dads mini series here on the fearless fathers podcast, rounding out 50 episodes. We couldn't have been here without you. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. It really means the world to us that you've continued to support us and to continue to share our message of breaking the stigmas that hold fatherhood near and dear. Continue to support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. It's going to go a long way in supporting what it is we're doing and building this on a regular basis. Check us out online at fearlessfathers.net. You can find our mugs there. You can find more merch, past episodes, a little bit more about us, and a couple more things that we're going to add. 
let us know what you like about it. Let us know what you want to change about it. Shoot us a line at hello at fearlessfathers.net. We love to hear from you. Your kids are learning and growing every single day. Just because you're an adult doesn't mean you can't do the same. We're becoming the world's greatest dad one step at a time, one day at a time, and we're going to embrace the fear. Thanks for listening.